A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Friday Night Smackdown, but also NXT 2 AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a Roundup of the week complete. The money quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Sidgwick to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. Uh, what have you made of SmackDown recently? Not much. <laughs> not, not, not much. It's deprived of star power in a big, 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 big way. There's just simply no one that I can buy as a credible threat to Roman Reigns and his two titles. That would be difficult under the best of circumstances, which is the other side of the sword of pushing a guy with this much conviction mm-hmm. as the heel modern-day Bruno Sammartino, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but try. Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? Me, me and Hanford have talked about this for a while. Of They they almost they have the, the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania, which is certainly nowhere near what it once was. And then they just sort of admit defeat for a while, whether that's... Just sort of knowing, I and mean, we saw the same with sort of with Rampage a little bit in knowing that they're going to take a hit on viewers with all the NBA stuff going on, and also, especially this year, in my opinion, they sort of go right. Well, we'll not try really hard until we get into the summer because that's when they've got all the big stadium shows. So, like WrestleMania Backlash, I think it's got some interesting matches on it. <sighs> I mean, like I am, I genuinely think the the I Quit match between Charlotte and Ronda is. is it's quite a clever bit of booking and a nice thing and a good development following WrestleMania. There's a couple of other rematches and now the unification match, of course, between the Usos and RK-Bro. Um, in terms of Roman Reigns, no appearance on last week's SmackDown whatsoever, just the Usos walking into a locker room and pretending he's in there, I assume. Yeah. Um, but do you think uh, the reports today from, from Meltzer do seem to suggest that he will still be fighting at the, paper, at the premium live event? It makes sense, even if they've got no challenger or credible challenger. He's simply just won the two titles. He's unified them. They want to present this as the biggest deal in the entire company. Mm -hmm. So irrespective of how weak um, the the field of challenges is, that kind of has to go on last. Um, I think Cody versus Seth Rollins has got more interest and buzz. That might open, maybe? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. But at the end of the day, they have just unified these new titles. It's the biggest thing going on in the company on a nominal basis, at least. So, yes, you'd expect them to work uh, anyone. And there are so few contenders. Obviously, it was not on SmackDown last week. The week before, they hinted towards 
Shinsuke Nakamura stepping up and being mm-hmm. sort of a B-level pay-per-view challenger. That is a weird one for me because, as we all know, at WrestleMania, in a cursed match, it was Boogs and Nakamura versus the Usos. Mm-hmm. If Boogs didn't get injured, what was going to happen? Like, genuinely, that's the question I have to ask. And the fact that I have to ask it is, again, another sobering reminder of how this company functions. What was going to happen, given that they've taken the nuclear option of building Roman Reigns to the biggest extent possible by unifying the titles? What was going to happen if Rick Boogs emerged from that WrestleMania match unscathed? I think they were going to do a title switch. I think that the, the Nakamura and Boogs were going to leave as, as tag team champions. I don't know what's going to happen with the Usos. Then, thing, even if that wasn't the case, it would be a weird thing to book someone who's just lost a tag team title match or won a tag team title match. Either result, if he was, if he just lost a, an undercard tag title match or if he was a tag team champion, was he always going to go mm. and have a match with Roman Reigns? I guess the two storylines were linked in some way because the Usos are in the bloodline. It just smacks to me of... Right, we've done the thing that we've spent the last year building towards. Uh, who cares? Yeah, they, they are going to have... I talked a little bit on the news this this morning, and it's good, it's good to have you specifically here as well, because I probably am going to put my sort of WWE head on here and let them get away with stuff that I guarantee if AEW tried to do it, because we hold them to a different standard, higher product higher. standard, probably standard. Well, greatly higher. Um, that I'd, I'd be up in arms about. My my thing is is I actually think that Nakamura is quite a good choice, only because we all know Roman Reigns isn't losing the title at Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash, um, and I suggested in the immediate aftermath of Mania that he has WrestleMania Backlash off because, like you say, there's no obvious contenders, and the ones that are obvious, Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes, are not going to be used at this pay per view. They premium live event. They're going to be used in the Money in the Bank one, which is, I think is a huge stadium show, SummerSlam. They obviously saw the, the show over in the UK, for example. They're going to be the ones that you I would anticipate uh, that, that you're going to have the big, you know, all made, just maybe, just maybe, loser the title in this. Uh, 600 days today, by the way, as, as world champion of uh, in WWE, which is an incredibly impressive achievement. I think Nick Nakamura is the right choice. Is he an intriguing choice? We've only got what, three SmackDowns, including this one, until WrestleMania Backlash. I think it's May 8th. I just looked it up, um, that, we, that we can expect that to go down. Um, and I do like the idea, genuinely, of a six-on-six match with the Bloodline, featuring Roman Reigns, of course, Roman Reigns and the Usos, versus RK-Bro and Shinsuke Nakamura. But maybe that's me. Give, I, I said in the immediate aftermath of Mania, because I enjoyed it so much, I was going to give him a bit of a pass for a bit, which... Probably sense you're not going to let them get uh, away with as much. Not particularly. If they are going to go with Shinsuke Nakamura, and it's a process of elimination of who is the least knackered or worthless in the minds of the audience, who they can simply position in a B-level pay-per-view. Ricochet, like th- two months ago, we were talking about how he had no future, and he's the Intercontinental Champion. Shinsuke Nakamura has a wacky act that live crowds connect with, but I think no one's going to take him seriously in this spot. Look, it's just a dead scene, and it's hard to drum up any kind of interest or even cynicism. I spent five years not bargaining with the idea that Shinsuke Nakamura could be an elite-tier professional wrestler again. In 2017, I thought, right, okay, that's it for him. 2018, he had the series with AJ Styles. 
and that was a bitter disappointment. I can't even recall what he did beyond that. It's been so... Uh, he had the tag team with Cesaro. Mm. Stuff with he, Sami Zayn, wasn't there, with the IC title. You know, what's he done? Nothing. But he's, he, I think it's, you know he's one of those people that you yourself have probably had to point out to me when I make this complaint to you that he's just settled into to life in WWE almost. You know, we talk about people doing their art and then just doing their money ways. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, but five assess- fair assessment five years ago, which is yeah. why I can't possibly care mm. about this yeah. particular match. I think, I think there is a good story. I've said this to Hamble. I do think there is a good story on the night of WrestleMania backlash. Because like you say, no one is going in there going, oh my God, oh my God, Shinsuke is going to become, you know, undisputed champion when they wouldn't even put the WWE championship on him when he was hot after, you know, the Royal Rumble and the AJ Styles match. I think that the story you tell on the night is Roman Reigns just put his feet up and gone, Usos can beat him. I know it was a two-on-one thing at, at Mania and what have you, but it's only Shinsuke. And then you see a glimpse. I'm not suggesting we're going to get, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura from, like you say, six years ago or whatever, but a glimpse of Roman Reigns going, oh, bollocks. He's, like, been a world champion elsewhere. He's got he's got some stuff in there. He's still not going to win, but, you know. I, I don't hate that, but for me, Shinsuke Nakamura probably best exemplifies the problem. And I think it was Voices of Wrestling who coined the term, just a guy. Oh, it's just a guy. It's just mm. a guy. And you become just a guy by having directionless booking in which you're barely promoted as a star, um, which is no firm, fixed, long-term direction. You eat pins here. You win matches there. And ultimately, you just become a guy. I would lay down a challenge to literally anyone who follows WWE, either very intently or just on a passive basis because you like wrestling, and it's not as good as it used to be, but it's still there in your life, blah, 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 a matter of routine. After, it's it's quite easy to chart his early run because he was promoted as a star. Um, he had the Dolph Ziggler thing, then he had the Jinder thing, <laughs> then he had the AJ thing. Go month to month what Shinsuke Nakamura has done after that. Yeah. That genuinely, can you do it? No, you've been, I can. You've been covering this I'm professionally a fan. Was... the entire time from the minute that he didn't win the WWE title from AJ Styles. Give me the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations, <laughs> chronologically of what Shinsuke Nakamura has done in this company. When you said, when you said 2017, 2018... A, well, time has had no meaning in the recent few years. But I was like, oh, my God, it is five years. So I, have, I wouldn't have a chance. I remember Money in the Bank, because I remember that being, like, the good one. But it, by, that, by that point, everyone lost all interest in Stars Nakamura. Immediately after that, I'd take a punt and say some stuff around the IC title. And when you meant, I forgot about the tag team with Cesaro, for example, until you mentioned did. it. And I remember him doing, like, the sort of threesome thing with Sami Zayn. Uh, you skip ahead but yeah, I've, I've missed I've missed huge swathes out. I've, I've no idea, but um, yeah, I, I, three years he's skipping. Yeah. I can't do it either, mate. No, I, exactly. I, I'm not an authority on this. He's just a guy. A quick word on uh, the bloodline or the Usos, RK Bro. The right decision to unify the tag titles. Um, in the short term, yes, because it's quite intriguing. Um, they've done a good job of establishing RK Bro as a, a very very good job, in fact, of establishing RK Bro as an act. The Usos are always going to be. Um, very visible on the program. They haven't worked anything I would describe as a banger, but they're stars to get reactions. That's something in this godforsaken company. <laughs> I question the wisdom of... Actually, no, I don't question the wisdom of it whatsoever. Um, there was a lot of rumours um, last week because it fell on the anniversaries of the various Black Wednesdays that we've seen throughout this pandemic of the releases. And I'm genuinely thinking, how many left 
are there to release. You try and think of the people on this roster, and you just think it's very, very thin and shallow. And I think they probably, I know the different uh, TV networks probably don't want um, the roster to be homogenized and for the brands put to end. They want um, an exclusive premium feeling about the stars on their program that are entrusted to draw ratings and mm-hmm. uh, make the sponsors feel like their money's worth a while. But if you look at the complexion of the roster following all of those releases and the title unification stuff that's happening, it feels like we're heading towards, at the very least, a very... They've, they've taken the piss with the the, the brand split of late for the, over the last year because, of course, they have. They always do. But it genuinely feels like they are not bothered in the storylines or in the actual um, use of the roster who's on which show anymore mm. and if that's the case I'd rather one combined roster where you can get the few stars that are employed contracted by WWE in one place than this 2002 adjacent mess where you've got <laughs> freaking Bubba Ray Dudley in the top spot of Raw <laughs> Life-is-full-of-what-ifs-some-awesome-like-what-if-AI-could-fold-your-laundry-and-some-well-less-awesome-like-what-if-you-have-unexpected-medical-costs-United-Healthcare-can-help-get-you-covered-with-health-protector-
Drew's got the sword. So it's like either confront a sword-wielding maniac. <laughs> he wants to try and kill you. For some reason, even though he's a baby face. Or a group of people who are going to kill you themselves because there's enough of them to do it. I, I, I hate SmackDown, man. Do you think this is going to be a match that maybe Sami Zayn steals one in? Because I sense that they're going to set this up for a stipped-up match at the pape, potentially. I guess. Or he could, like, crumble in tears as a com- comedic slapstick thing when he's got the scenario that I've just laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, because he can't have a baby face of Drew McIntyre standing, lose a lumberjack match, which is basically an old-timey step where it's like, right, the heels ran out of road and can't possibly beat the baby face because the fight's fair. He's been forced into the ring. So I don't know how this sets up a pay-per-view match. But DQ. Can you do a DQ in a Lumberjack match? But they probably can. Yeah, I was going to say. They'll, they'll find a way. Because I think what's going to happen is maybe Sami Zayn has paid off. Hamlet's back on Monday, isn't he? Yeah. yeah he can do SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I think they may do a thing where Sami Zayn's paid off some of like Los Lotharios or whoever it may be on the outside. And so they do the old, Sami Zayn gets chucked outside. No one does anything. Drew McIntyre goes, everyone jumps on him, beats him up. And despite all that, Drew McIntyre's got the match won. And as he's going for a Claymore, he gets distracted by some of the other bloody lumberjacks, goes for it, turns around, Sami Zayn hits him with a chair, and then they do some stipped-up rematch at the pipe. Oh, a way out. There's always a, they always want a way out of a match. That's the thing with WWE. There's always a way out. What if Drew's got the sword, and he's like, oh, I can't go back in the ring because I might get killed. He's looking frantically for gaps in the field. What if Los Lotharios are engaged in a kiss cam, right? And Sami Zayn spots this and goes, right, he's going to run over the barricade, through the crowd, past Los Lotharios who are preoccupied with kissing a lady. (laughs) Okay, I like it. And then Drew's like, oh, for God's sake, you're too busy necking on with women, and I can't beat him up anymore, so I'm going to beat both of you up instead. And it ends with Drew claymoring both Los Lotharios. Ooh, a double claim at the same time, because both legs are in the air. Why not? I tell you what, for a man who says he doesn't like SmackDown, no, no, I'm, I'm thinking of how they can cheat me out of a match, <laughs> and that is the closest thing I can think of. of, of the way that they will, uh, they like to book matches mm. without finishes, without conclusions, so that you'll pay for the real one and be gag. <laughs> and that's all I'm doing is predicting this. Uh, Butch Kofi Kingston thoughts. Still going on. So he's a raggy little kid, basically, is is the story with Butch. You know what? Right. There was a segment last week where the New Day was sat backstage and, like, the camera was fixed on them. Shout out to Xavier Woods, by the way, for wearing a Drew Gulak t-shirt and that. Yeah. And it was out of shot, but you saw Butch just, like, jump over and, like, Pete Dunne's not bad at this. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this might scan as ridiculous. Pete Dunne's obviously a better wrestler than he is a daft little lad that Vince books as a, as a Raji. But I sat with you on podcasts, right? From 2019 to about 2022, mm-hmm. three years of my life spent watching Pete Dunne, serious grappler, try to exist in the context of WWE sports entertainment television. And every week, without fail, he was asked for his thoughts on his upcoming program, the title he would like to pursue, and the backstage tack that he'd suffered. And he's got a catchphrase, as Pete Dunne. He does. I don't care. So, oh, well, I don't either. What, <laughs> are you, what are you doing to me? And I had to sit there and read all the scoops, read all the takes during the Wednesday Night Wars. Go, 
NXT is better, right? There's one guy who doesn't care in AEW, and he's very, very funny. There's one guy in NXT who doesn't care, and he's, like, super serious. Mm. So I prefer Butch to be done, TLDR. Okay. I mean, in, in WWE. He's got to beat Kofi, though. Kofi can, he's Teflon to defeat. So, and just, just to establish Butch... Oh, just, so, just as long as they don't do that, he's going to get disqualified for kicking too much AS, which they probably will That's now. That's his character, that. probably. Yeah. Oh, bollocks. Hey, what's he like? What's, what's bloody Butch like? Can't control him. That's good. What's Butch like? Uh, we also have... our Butch. We also have Mad Cat Moss versus Angel. He defeated uh, Umberto, Umberto Carrillo, I believe, last week. What's this match? I just have a hearing a bunch of names. Well, I just want to ask you more more about that because we all know he's going to beat. He's not going to not beat. He's not going to beat one of Los Authorios and then not beat the other one. But is this Ricochet. No, Mad Cat Moss. He is someone who you have genuinely suggested. There's a great article and a great video now uh, available at WhatCulture.com or on WhatCulture's YouTube channel, of course, about um, unlikely contenders for the big push after WrestleMania. But he's not really unlikely. He's, do you think he could become a world champion this year, Madcap Moss? Because he's just he's just in the right position and he's kind of got all the stuff that Vince likes, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you go back and chart the history of the WWE babyface in the 21st century, what happened is that The Rock happened. <laughs> the Rock happened. Brian Gewirt started doing all of the creative um, post-attitude era. And Vince McMahon likes to do one thing. Well, he likes to do a few things. <laughs> and uh, incest angles and being a complete cock, two of them. Another thing that he likes to do is he likes to try and script promos and make his baby faces these sort of gregarious stand-up comedian types. Like Seth Rollins, our favorite thing to bury him with is uh, Brock Lesnar. It's a real-looking uh, Godzilla-looking bastard, if you ask me. And I, was, I just want, I wanted to fucking die, man, when he said this. <laughs> I just wanted to die. Um, everyone welcomes you to Monday Night Raw and how's it going kids and uh, here's some jokes <laughs> and Drew McIntyre was doing jokes and Seth Rollins did jokes and Randy Orton used to do his impression of Triple H and John Cena used to do Star Wars stuff and like he used to just riff you know so, so they hang loose and they tell some jokes to the guys and uh, they're basically stand-up comedians WWE top level baby faces even Brock Lesnar's like this jolly guy mm. they have to be funny they have to be gregarious. Like an opening monologue from a like a like SNL. Seth Meyers or something. Yeah. yeah. And like they just have to sort of like banter with the crowd and do jokes and pictures on the tron. And that's what the WWE babyface is. How is that any different? Like they're all madcap moss. <laughs> literally all WWE top level babyfaces in the 21st century. Like Roman Reigns was doing his like, here's a story about some magic beans and suffering succotash and <laughs> Tater tot. Shut up, tater tots. Shut up, tater tots. You little cock and your little balls <laughs> look like little tater tots and a little bit of uh, spaghetti. Bit of spaghetti. You got a spaghetti cock and tater tots. <laughs> spaghetti cock, tater tots, balls. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah. And that's what Mad Cat Moss's character is. Legitimately, he's Vince McMahon's image of a WWE champion. And everyone thinks he's a comedy character. No. The comedy character is a baby-faced WWE champion, master of ceremonies, gregarious stand-up comedian guy, he likes to talk about spaghetti cock and the balls. <laughs> so Michael Moss, yes, he's probably going to beat Las Lotharios on, uh, on route to dethroning Roman Reigns. Yeah, quite possibly. Like, people thought I was taking the piss when I was like, Rick Boogs could be the guy turning Roman Reigns a streak. And I was like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Look at him. Look, look at him. Ripped, wacky guy. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, Boogs is... Oh, sorry, Boogs. Uh, Mad Cat Moss is... There's only one thing that's happening now. 
maybe tonight is the night that 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 Corbin snaps and gets involved because that's setting up. Jesus. That's the match they're setting up for WrestleMania Backlash. You got to look. You got to look at the the breadcrumbs, guys. Uh, it's not over between. It's not like right. Well, he decided. Corbin decided he didn't want him. Madcap Moss kind of got the better of him in terms of that scenario. So they so Corbin's like, well, well, I guess we're not friends anymore. Goodbye. Like they're gonna just drag this out. They're gonna make a match out of it for, for WrestleMania Backlash because it's Backlash off the back of WrestleMania. It, it is exactly what it says on seal. It's Ron Seal. That's what it is. What time did we start recording this? So we're nearly done? We're nearly done. All I'm going to ask you next is, what's next for Ricochet? <sighs> Defending the Intercontinental Championship against Jinder Mahal in that, you know, the epic feud that they built up last week. Oh, God. So, the ha- so it was Ricochet versus Jinder last week. What yeah. was the result? I forgot. Ricochet defended the... Successfully retained the IC title. And, of course, recently on the... Pre-WrestleMania SmackDown, he had that pretty good, to be fair, match with Los Lotharios with a great finish where he defended the title. So, I mean, it's, that's kind of, I hate to say it, he's phenomenally talented. This is no judgment on him, but in terms of how WWE perceive him, this is sort of Ricochet's ceiling, isn't it? Yeah. Flippy dude defending IC title. This is the best thing you'll ever hope for in his life. So, why don't we have a game instead? Do you want a game instead? Oh, greatly. Okay, greatly. Um... As always, I have the WWE alumni page open. So I've decided in a sort of like weird, like an alternative to Cena's US challenge where it was like, oh, we can bring some NXT guys in. Ricochet is just going to beat up uh, old guys. That's my idea. The legend killer. He's going to do an open challenge. And, well, you're going to pick. You're going to tell me when to stop on this alumni page, picking them between one and four. And that will be this week the person that Ricochet should face uh, in an IC title open challenge. Someone's going to be dead. You do. You, we do this a lot. All, we, we are walking this tightrope as always, brother. But we've, we've done it before, and I believe we can do it again. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Pick a number. Oh, there's some interesting choices here. I'll give you the good news. On the level I'm looking at, you're all good, brother. You cannot pick the wrong number here. There might be an intergender match, right? But you're not like saying someone who sadly passed. Okay. So pick a number between one and four. Three. Yes! I'm so happy you picked three. Two or three was going to be the, the wonder here. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll break, the, break the news to you now. One, four. If you'd, have said, yeah. if you'd have said one, it would have been, I don't know what she's up to now, uh, Tainara Conti? I don't know what she's doing right now. I've heard it's kind of <laughs> I uh, think what she's doing is uh, she's uh, swapping spit with her seven Guevara. Uh, if you'd have said four, it's taking and, and swapping their sexual body with <laughs> If you'd have said uh, four, it'd have been Tegan Knox. Okay. But you said three, and I can tell you. It was two. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'll tell you two afterwards, because two probably would have been the best. But three's also just mint for your reaction. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, okay. Two. Tegan Knox. Two. Four. Two would have been, do you want me to tell you? Taz. Right. So that's not happening. This genuinely is feasible. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So hang on. Hang on. I'm going to deduce this. So two is Taz. Yeah. One Four's is. Four's take on E. I yeah. know. Uh, four is Tegan Knox. How does that work? One Tainara Conti. Not Zigan Knox. It's alphabetical. Yeah, but it's T. T E. So it's T A. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm a complete idiot. You're going to surname. Two's Taz. Yeah. Two Four is T E. Yeah. So that means it begins with T A or T E. Yeah. I won't be Tatanka because. T becomes that's the level up. Tajiri, Tatanka, people like that. Do you want me to break it to you? 
because you're going to be really happy about this because it's feasible. Because it's, I think it's going to be TE. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's TE. Yeah, we're going to mid roll out. It's fine. <laughs> we're already there. Wrestler begins. Oh, as you can tell, I'm actually pretty useless at Wordle. Do you know why? <laughs> Vocabulary is too big. <laughs> when I see little simple plebeian words, I just uh, I'm always reaching for the for the thesaurus here. It's gone. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Ricochet tonight will be defending the Intercontinental Championship in our fantasy booking against Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being a member of the wrestling media and fantasy booking Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> Into a match. <laughs> How much of an idiot would you have to be to want to watch that? Oh, dear. Anyway, so look forward to SmackDown tonight. Off the back of that, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of tonight's show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, me and Sid will be back in a few minutes uh, to talk about AEW Rampage tonight. And we've got WrestleCulture with a hashtag bloody good quiz coming your way soon as well. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 